to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today I wanted to keep things light and discuss some hot topics, so let's just jump into some black excellence. I actually have quite a few to highlight today. I usually only have one, but it was a few people that I wanted to also highlight as well. So my first black excellence goes to Colin Kaepernick. Recently, he turned 32 and was seen on the streets of Oakland feeding and supplying the homeless with care items. Through his foundation, Know Your Rights Camp, they passed out backpacks which were filled with snacks, socks, shampoo, and other care items. He also had a food truck come out to feed everyone. And I thought this was awesome and I wanted to showcase showcase this today because a lot of times we only hear what the media want to portray of Colin Kaepernick. But to me, like he's an example of someone that is still doing what he believe in and still trying to help the cause. And so that's something that I definitely wanted to salute. My other person I wanted to highlight was LeBron James. So we know LeBron opened the I Promise School, which has been, uh, it's been actually performing really amazing. It's had good numbers since the opening and it's mainly for at-risk students um, in his old neighborhood. So now they have added on the I Promise Village. The school already provides free food pantry, clothing, transportation, a financial literacy program, mental health services, and a free annual eye exams for um, the parents as well as the students. So with the I Promise Village, it will include approximately 20 families that are in in immediate need of housing. And I couldn't find the statement, but basically he had made a statement saying that the last thing that a student should worry about or stress about is where they're going to lay their head at night. And basically that a child shouldn't be stressed you know, they should be able to just focus like everyone else on their education. And I just thought this was beautiful. And a lot of times, you know, we don't always highlight the things that LeBron is doing outside of, outside of the court. And he does a lot of amazing things for his community. And, and a lot of times we need to just also look at the things outside of what he's doing on the basketball court. Because now, you know, he's growing this program in this school. And it's actually really beautiful. And so I wanted to, you know, highlight that as well. My last black excellence goes to Stephen A. Smith, who recently signed a new five-year contract with ESPN, which will make his annual salary $8 million per year. He also got some bonuses, too, for the signing. I love Stephen A. Smith. He had a recent interview, I think it was last month maybe, on The Breakfast Club, and it was a really good interview. Um, I definitely uh, think if you have any kids, you know, it was a good interview to watch as well. And just his story and being from you know, going to HBCU, he's a Winston State University graduate, and seeing where he is now, it's, it's, you know, it's amazing to see, and I saw this quote somewhere, and I should have saved it, but I lost it, but he basically said, you know, you have your LeBrons, your Shaqs, your Kobe's, and, you know, it's, it's about a one in a billion chance that that will be, you know, you, but he, he said that you can easily be, you know, him by working hard and getting an education, and so, you know, he's one of the hardest working people at ESPN. If you ever watch ESPN, I watch ESPN all the time. He's on numerous shows and he's highlighted on numerous things. And so this is very deserving for him and it's historical as well. So those were my black excellence for this week. And it's just amazing just to see, you know, three people kind of in the sport fields, but still doing amazing things for the community as well as themselves. So I wanted to highlight that. So moving on to some hot topics. I have quite a few to go over uh, today. So I'm literally behind on everything. I'm behind on TV. I'm behind on everything. 
I'm trying to catch up right now. So last night, I finally sat down and watched Watchmen, and I absolutely love it. So it comes on HBO with Regina King, and she's the shit on there. And so if you haven't been watching it, you need to be. And um, it's a lot of stuff going on. It starts off crazy. The first episode, it's like, okay, what the fuck is really going on? But once you kind of settle in, the show kind of settles in, and it's still crazy, but it's a really, really good show. I also was excited this week, too. Um, I used to be really big on watching, um, like I told you guys, sometimes when I get off work, I don't really want to watch anything serious. I love watching reality TV sometimes, if it's not too too much, you know, too much ignorance. But um, I used to be a big, big, big Love & Hip Hop fan. And I kind of, I don't watch it anymore just because it just became entirely too scripted and tragic. But this season of New York, it comes out, I think in December, I plan on tuning in just because they brought back all of the original people. Uh, they have Chrissy and Jim Jones on there. Joe Budden's going to be on there. Sin's going to be on there. Tahiri, Yandy's still on there. Remon's on there. And so I think this season's going to be really good. I'm just hoping that it's not like totally scripted because when Love & Hip Hop first came out it really wasn't scripted and it was really just off the cuff and it was really good TV and then it just started becoming where I felt like they were setting people up to fight and look crazy on TV and then they're all black people and I just didn't like the negative representation that it had so I stopped watching it but I'm hoping this season of New York it might be good I don't know I'm gonna check it out and see and I'm, I'm gonna let you know what I think but that's in uh December so I was actually really excited when they announced that. I also wanted to throw in too that I'm I'm really getting to a point that I'm super tired of people acting crazy over Popeye's spicy chicken. I haven't tried it, but I think I'm less compelled to try it just by the way you know people are acting. And I was online and somebody was saying, you know, so what if people want to get, you know, the chicken sandwich and let them be hyped about it and all that stuff. And I I totally agree. You know, it's your thing. If you want to go stand in stand in line for an hour for a chicken sandwich, that's cool. But I think. What's getting me is that I'm just getting to the point where, you know, people are fighting each other and acting like fools, you know, in regards to the sandwich. I, I was looking at a video on Twitter yesterday and this white lady came in and she called one of the workers a nigger. And then, you know, they end up fighting the white lady outside. And it's just it's complete craziness and just acting a fool. And I feel like, you know, right now with the shit we got going on in this world, we have way more stuff to be doing and then sitting here fighting at Popeye's over some damn fast food. It's just kind of, it's just craziness, complete craziness. I'm over it. Okay. And the chicken sandwich just came back and I'm over it. I really am. So did you guys see the uh, Jason Mitchell interview on the breakfast club? Um, if you don't know who Jason Mitchell is, um, he was on the shy. He was on straight out of Compton and he's a young and upcoming black actor, but due to behavior issues, he was dropped from his agency and he was kicked off the shy and he was working on the movie Desperados, which he was kicked out of that show as well. So he never even got to complete that project. So what's weird about the issue is that they never really said why. And even to this day, like they still really haven't said like why. So a lot of people have speculated that it was sexual misconduct. And then some said it was just, he was a hothead and disruptive still not really sure the reasons as to why. So he goes in the breakfast club and I personally think it did not help his cause. I think for me, it more so hurt his cause. Like as far as making a comeback, 
because he basically took no no ownership i felt like and basically states that he doesn't know why he was dropped one story he gave about what what happened at um the filming of desperados he said that um on the set of desperados they were filming in mexico and they were all advised to you know not be out late in mexico and stay together and things like that and one of his female co-workers was drunk and so he wanted to make sure that she safely made it home and the whole time he got a cab he said he was on facetime with her boyfriend you know making sure she made it home and then he said he dropped her off at home and then he went home then the next day he went by the set and he was you know he was told that he was dropped by the movie and he was dropped um by the agency and my thing is this like what bothered me with the interview I'm sitting there watching and I'm like sir I don't know how it works in Hollywood but I strongly doubt that you can get fired and you have no idea why you got fired you know why are they paying you out of your contract why did your agency drop you you know it's a it's a reason why for something and they have to tell you why I don't I don't know I don't know many places that just tell you we're going to drop you and let you go you get fired from everything and you have no idea why that is or what happened Something had to happen, you know, in, in my opinion. He also blamed the Me Too movement. He felt like because all of that's going on, he was an easy target to, you know, kind of be blamed in a sense. And, you know, people are still immersed in that when something goes wrong, you know, they kind of jump to that movement. And I just thought that was kind of disgusting because I'm like, the Me Too movement is very real. And for some women, you know, they were really affected by it. And so obviously, you know, I don't think that's a reason why, things are happening to you. I think obviously your behavior is the reason that things are happening to you. But he did say that he was in therapy and that he did anger management. So, you know, I wish him well. I think the first steps at anything should be taking ownership and accountability because you did something. And it has to be a reason behind why these people don't want to work with you. And he said that he's not blackballed, but personally, I personally think that he is. Um, even Lena Waif has gone on to say that, you know, she wish him well, but she, you know, wouldn't really work with him again and all that. And so even that was confusing his interview because he was saying that they're still cool. And then he was then when they, when asked about what well, Lena Waif said, she wouldn't, you know, deal with you anymore. He was saying, yeah, you know, that really hurt. Okay, sir. So are you guys still cool or are you not cool? And once again, it seems like you're not really understanding the gravity of what's going on or taking ownership for it has to be a reason why people do not want to work with you. So I just thought the interview was crazy. I didn't I don't think it helped his cause at all. And I don't know, I think if it was me, I would have gone on there and said something, you know, not not I would I wouldn't have not gone on there and said, I don't know, because you do know something. It has to be a reason as to why. Um he also made statements saying that, like, he felt like, you know, um, one of the girls on set, I can't remember her name, but I think he had ended up, like, cussing her out or something. And so he felt like maybe it was because he was aggressive towards a female. Also, he has a track record of being aggressive because he because uh, it was a Delta issue where he, I think, cussed out the airlines on a, on a flight one time, and that was an issue. So he, had, he has had some aggressive, you know, aggression issues. So I don't know, but... A lot of people said it was sexual misconduct as well. But like I said, none of this stuff has ever been confirmed. No one is even has ever said what exactly did he get dropped for or what exactly went wrong. 
but I thought it was stupid that he went on this interview and still is saying that he don't know because I, I don't believe I don't believe that at all and I just didn't think I just think he didn't take any accountability or ownership for anything so I don't really think it helped his cause so my thought of the week this week is on the TI issue so this week TI went viral we all know and it was due to some controversy in regards to some statements that he made in regards to his daughter. So I'm going to give you a quick little backdrop. Um, T.I. was on the podcast, Ladies Like Us. The episode has since been deleted, but I have like a little transcript. And so basically, T.I., who's known for talking, you know, he basically made a statement saying, I'm going to read it here. I think that most kids in hindsight, looking back, they always think their parents thank their parents for not allowing them to damage themselves as much as they could have. And so then he goes on to say that when asked if he had such conversations with his own brood, that's when he noted that when it comes to his 18-year-old daughter, Deja, he goes out of his way every year to ensure she's still a virgin. So basically he was saying that, and he goes on to say that, okay, here's his. So he was talking about this one time, he threw Deja this big 16th birthday and then after her birthday he said that he basically uh, left her a note for the next day saying that we're going to the gynecologist tomorrow at 9 30. So he said they go to the gynecologist and basically every year he goes and he, he does a hymen check on her to ensure that she's still a virgin. And so He's saying how the the doctor was saying, well, you know, you can break your hymen in different ways, bike riding, athletics, horseback riding, certain ways, certain things can break your hymen. It doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, sexual. He's just like, look, I just want to just, you know, check her. Please let me know because she don't do any athletic stuff and all that stuff. So we ain't got nothing to worry about. And he basically said that, you know, as of right now, which present day she's 18, she's grown, she's in college, that she's still a virgin. He also says too which I thought was kind of crazy. He said that basically he feels like, you know, she's going to have a hard time around guys because virgins are no fun. And he basically said, who wants a virgin? And so he was just like, you know, basically he feels like, you know, he's, he's done his job. So a lot of people were outraged by this, rightfully so. And I wanted to kind of pick it apart a little bit and just kind of share my thoughts on it and what I think. So I have a love-hate relationship with T.I. I think anybody that knows me personally know that I, that I feel this way. I think that he just, sometimes the stuff he say and our, his archaic way of thinking is, I don't know, I, I couldn't rock with it, but, you know. So I think, you know, people have the right to parent their kids the way that they want or see fit. And I looked, I've been looking this whole week because I knew I was going to talk about this, like on why people were upset. And I know one of the reasons they were upset because they felt like they thought it was odd that he was going to her doctor's appointments. I personally didn't think, I didn't find that odd, I guess, because he's her father. And I think that if, you know, her father wants to go to her, you know, gynecologist visits, I don't really think it's anything weird with that. I personally don't. Um, Because think about some of the fathers that are single fathers. I mean, they have to go to their daughter's appointments with her so I don't really think that that's weird I think there was a few things that made this problematic um for me uh one of the main things is the fact that everyone was I think it was the way he said it because I actually got a chance to kind of listen to it before it was deleted because it's now deleted so you can't hear it 
I think what made it kind of problematic is the way he said it. And also the fact that everyone was laughing and kind of the ignorance of the hymen test, um, because you can easily break your hymen. Um, I think that what also bothered me with T.I. is that, you know, like I stated before, he's very archaic in his thinking when it comes to marriage and parenting. I listened to, on his own podcast, Expeditiously, he had a two-part interview with Tiny, who's his wife. And, you know, I struggled through both of the episodes, mainly because we all know that T.I. has cheated in his marriage. We know that before him and Tiny got together, he had had other children where he was like, you know, just kind of, you know, fucking around in a sense, because I think one of, like, I think their kids are, his kids are kind of like stair steps in there uh, with different women. And some of the stuff that he says to her sometimes can be just kind of, um, I think degrading at times, um, for me, you know, as a woman, because one time he made a statement, um, on the, on the show and he was saying that like, basically, and maybe he was being sarcastic. I don't really know, but it just didn't really sit well with me when I was listening. It was just, I was just kind of cringe because he basically was saying that if we're in a marriage and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, he basically was like, if we're in a marriage and we split everything, you know, 50, 50, um, and that's the way it's supposed to be, then her body and her vagina, you know, I own half of that. And so she can do whatever with her half, but you know, basically like, you know, I he basically saying that he don't understand when she, if she made a statement, what she going to do or what she going to allow because he owns, he owns that too. And I just didn't like that because I'm just like, you know, granted, I think we all know inside of a marriage, you want intimacy and you want, you know, um, passion with your partner and all, and all those things, you know, um, we're human, we, we're adults, but I think that, um, they still should have a choice. I mean, if your partner come home and they're tired that night and they don't want to have sex, like, I don't think you should force them to do anything that they might not want to do. And so I just didn't like that because I'm like, listen, I just think you have a right to say no, whether you're married or not. And, you know, that's just my personal opinion. So I don't really, I don't, I just, it's hard for me to listen to his podcast. I don't listen to it, but I did tune into that one because I wanted to hear exactly what T.I., had to say in regards to marriage because he's just so archaic with the way he thinks. It's like, I, I don't like the whole thing with a man going to be a man and let the man do whatever, because I don't believe that. And I don't, I just feel like with a man, it's like a man can cheat on you a million times. Right. And it's like, you're, you're supposed to stay, you know, just because they're a man and this is what we come to expect from them. And that's not okay. And, and those type of behaviors is what you're also, you know, as much as he talked about his parenting and this, these type of behaviors and things are what you're showing your daughters and showing your sons that it's okay for, you know, you to kind of like be reckless. And then what if they, you know, find a husband or something like that to treat them the same way that you, that they see you treating, you know, your wife. And it's just something, you know, think about it. Tiny kind of touched on that. And she was just like, you know, basically saying that, you know, you, you had daughters because it's basically going to show you some of the shit that, that you've been doing. You know, you get that back, you know, with your kids or whatever. So my other thing that I thought was problematic with it was that I'm, when I heard this, I more so, and saw that it went viral, I more so felt bad for his daughter because she's in college and, you know, she's, she's grown in a sense, even though I don't think that if you're 18, you're grown. I've said that a million times, but you know, still she is on her own. And I think, some things when it comes to family stuff should be 
um, private, you know, I don't knock what he was saying per se, because, you know, I'm raising a teenager and I totally feel the same way in regards to, you know, making sure they maintain their virginity and things like that. And I say that strictly from the standpoint of, um, I don't think that when you're a teenager, especially, and I'm raising a boy, Okay, so especially from a boy standpoint, but especially from a girl standpoint, I think sometimes we always focus on the fact that you can get pregnant, but it's not even just that, you know, that's part of it. But also, I don't really think teenagers are mentally and emotionally ready for sex, you know, and what sucks in this generation is that everything is so hypersexualized. I say it all the time. I, I absolutely hate it because it's everywhere. It's in the music, it's in the songs, it's on TV, it's in movies. You know, now kids, you know, have so much technology and, you know, I'm 35, but when I was young, you know, when I was a teenager, we didn't have all this technology. You know, when I was going into college, we started getting like the internet. And then, you know, even still, I had like AOL, you know, that that was like dial up, that basically woke up the whole damn house if you were trying to like sneak and get on the internet or something like that. And, you know, we didn't have access to free porn and all these things. And so now it's like, you want to have conversation with my friends and in regards to their kids and all that, like, you know, we literally sit and have to like, you know, we talk to each other about how we have to check our kids' browsers, you know, put parental shit on there, do all this stuff to make sure that they're not out here just being tragic. Because when you have a young introduction to sex, where you're seeing sex and all that, and you're watching porn and all this stuff, it's going to make you want to have sex, you know? That's why you have so many kids, you know, when I talk to some of my friends that's teachers, you know, or even when I talk to my kid about what happens at school, kids have sex at school. You think you're sending your kid off to get an education and they could be sneaking off somewhere at the school to, you know, have sex. Like he was telling me one time that they were cleaning up, cleaning up around the school or something like that for one of his um, programs that he's in. It was like after school and it's like condoms and stuff like all over, you know, the school and like all of that. And when he would tell me that stuff, like one I felt bad for the boy and the girl, whoever they were, just because I can't imagine, I couldn't imagine, you know, me personally giving my body to somebody, you know, randomly in a damn stairwell at school or in, or in a nasty ass bathroom. But these kids are doing it though. So when I listened to it, I really didn't knock him for what he was saying because I spend, I feel like majority of my time really in present day trying to save my teenager from himself. You know, because when teenagers, they're teenagers and they, and they think they know everything, you know, they think that they're grown and they think that they can handle it. And what they don't get is like, you know, one, I, I don't think as in, as a teenager, you even know what the fuck you're doing as far as sex. And two, you know, you don't know everything. And then also it, it is the piece to worry about with your kid getting pregnant because you do say you do see teenage pregnancy, you know, and it's not even just about like, well, the way I try to explain it, because I talk about sex all the time in my house, just so, you know, he can feel comfortable that he can, if he has questions, you know, I'm down to talk about it. You know, we're open in regards to it. But the way I try to explain it is right now, you don't have no job, you know, everything that you own, we bought, everything that you wear, we bought, everything that you pretty much have, we bought. And so when you start making decisions that you want to go out and potentially make life with somebody because mistakes can happen and life can happen where you, you know, you make a mistake, you know, now your life is going to change because it's not going to be just about you. And we still raising you, you know, so you're not even there where you, 
can't think about raising somebody else because we still trying to get you to college somewhere or into your career, into your life and for you to be a man. And right now, you know, he's still a boy. And so the last thing I think the kids need to be thinking about, worrying about is having sex. But unfortunately, they do because sex is everywhere. It's way more than when I was young. You know, I, you know, I don't even think I watched. I mean, I was sneaking into my mom's room sometime and watch her damn 70s fucking porn. And it was horrible. You know, it was crazy. But it was so much pressure with that because it was like a VH, VHS tape. And then you had to rewind the bitch back to where it was when you found it and all that stuff. And so I really wasn't really even that intrigued with it. But I think it was just the sneakiness of just doing something. You know what I'm saying? But like in this day and age, you know, they don't have to sneak and do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like my kid alone, he has his own laptop. He has a tablet. He has a smartphone. You know what I'm saying? Like all that shit, you know, and it's hard to sit and monitor every single thing that they're doing all the time their friends are talking and then you got peer pressure with that because you got friends talking to each other saying what they're doing and they're having sex and all that when my nephew come you know I have to talk to him all the time he's 16 and you know he damn near got the dog in him and so I have to talk to him about you know what he's doing last time he was here he came over and I was pissed and I was trying not to show that I was pissed but I was pissed big ass hickey on his neck and it was kind of like drying up a little bit but I'm sitting here looking at him like you know one is trashy to be walking around with a big ass hickey he's light-skinned big ass hickey on your neck two like you know he's basically letting everybody know like you out doing whatever it is that you're doing and I, and I don't think it's fucking cute you know what I'm saying then I think it's disrespect for my house for you to be coming up in here standing stand you know he stayed like a week with me with his damn hickey on your neck you know but it led me to have a conversation in regards to you know, safe sex, because at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't know if he's having sex. I don't know fully, but you know, you know, I did have conversations about condoms and safe sex practices and all that. And it's only so much that you can really do to try to save these kids from themselves. So I don't knock T.I. for, you know, him being overprotective and, and trying to preserve his daughter as long as possible. I really don't. I mean, I can respect him for that. I think Sometimes the shit he say and kind of the way he say it is what make it problematic because, I mean, it's so much stuff around other people, especially men trying to tell women what to do with their bodies. But the fact this is his daughter, I understand it, you know, because like I said, I have a kid and I had these conversations all the time and I do not want him to have sex. But, you know, when he go to college and he's on his own, you know, and he's out in the world and he has his own place and all that, I mean, obviously he's going to do, you know, he's going to have sex sooner or later. He's going to do those things. But I think, you know, you should do it when you, I just think kids should have sex, you know, 18, 19, 20, whatever. I think you should have sex when you fully understand what you're doing in regards to sex. Like, what does this mean? You know? And I think a lot of times we praise boys for having high body counts and all that, but I don't think that you should be having high body counts because, you know, you're giving that energy to somebody else and and part of you to somebody else. And that's the, when I talk about sex, that's the shit that I talk about. You know, the fact that you given energy and you know, the things that you're doing. And on top of that, you know, it ain't just cool to just be having sex with just anybody and everybody. So I don't know. I just think from a parent standpoint, I, I do get it. You know, I think that, um, you know, it's hard. It really is. And when he said, basically, you're basically trying to save your kids from themselves. 
I totally agree with that because you do really try to save your kids from themselves, especially in those teenage years, because it, it only take one time and you can it only take one time to make a mistake. It only take one time to get a disease you can't get rid of. It only take one time to, you know, just because you're trying to have some quick fun just to fuck up your life, you know, and having a kid young, I'm not trying to say it's going to fuck up your life, but for the most part, like now you have responsibilities and it's, and it's beyond you because like I, like I tell um, both of the kids, you know, and, and, you know, only have one in the house now, but listen, like you go out there, you get pregnant or you have a kid or something like that. You're going to take care of your fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm not going to, now you can always drop them off. I love on them and everything else, but that is your kid and your responsibility. And so especially, and then also, you know, when I talk to, um, my son, I'm like, you know, don't be out here just having sex, just to have sex, you know, whenever you get to that point that you are having sex, because if this is somebody that you don't want to have a kid with or somebody you don't really even like like that in general, then don't have sex with them. Because what if you end up getting them pregnant, then what? Then you stuck with a person that you didn't even like for the rest of your life. And you have to think about it that way. You really, really do. And I know, you know, I don't know if he, how much he listens to me or how much, you know, he goes one way and not the other, but I'm praying that he does. So I didn't think it was wrong for him to be an overprotective parent. I think that it was wrong for some, the way he said it and the shit that he said. It. And then I think the ignorance of the Hyman test was just stupid because them shits is not even valid anymore. It's just kind of archaic to be checking your kids Hyman, I, I think. But also, um, I really feel bad for his daughter because um, I don't believe what he said about how virgins are boring. I think that would make people even more want to try to bother his daughter or get with her or whatever. Also, she had to turn off her Instagram comments because people started like writing shit on her Instagram and all that. And this whole thing went viral, you know, and that was kind of fucked up because I'm like, man, like before I even get on here and I talk about and I talk about my family all the time, you know, um, I let them know, though, that um, and I mean, I'm just an everyday person, you know, but I still let it be known like, hey, you know, this might be my topic. I might bring up this or, you know, kind of get a little bit of clearance. But I think, you know, when you're talking about your daughter in that way, in a public way where anybody in the world can hear it and it went viral, that's what I thought was kind of wrong with the whole thing. I felt bad for his daughter more than anything, because who the hell wants their daddy to be on the radio on a podcast talking about their their virginity status? You know, I don't and I don't think sometimes T.I. I think about that because I think for him, it's like, that's my daughter. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, but I think you should think about, you know, some of the things that you say and, and how you kind of represent the other person you know, and that's what I think. But I wanted to share my thoughts on that. That's pretty much all I had today. Um, feel free to, you know, share any feedback with me if you like. Um, I also wanted to, uh, give my social medias if you don't have it already on my Instagram, I go in there and I leave, um, quotes. I also give you updates in regards to the episodes and when they go live, but they always go live every Monday. And then I also, um, have a Twitter where I, you know, tweet, I might, you might find me tweeting about shows or things like that, but I usually give updates in regards to the podcast episodes on there as well. And I'm always open to talk as well. So you can usually find me on there. So my Instagram is, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And my Twitter is at IJMT podcast. So you can usually find me there. And, uh, I thank you so much for listening today. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.